0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Impact Podcast. I am your host, LBJ, and today I'm super excited to interview Brittany Perry, founder and CEO of Perry shoes Brittany is a Ball State alum. She's been featured in Elle, Cosmopolitan, Marie Claire, GQ, um, was even featured in Insecure on, HB, on HBO. Um, I'm going to ask you about that in a little bit because I, I want to hear that no. story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But Brittany, um, to formally introduce yourself, I'd love um, if you want to tell us a bit about, a bit about Perico Shoes. What is Perico Shoes? And then we'll I'll, I'll go from there.
1: Okay, cool. No, I appreciate you having me on. Um, so I started Perico Shoes back in 2018. So, like I told you earlier off camera, um, I'm originally from <laughs> Indiana. So I grew up playing basketball as a tomboy. And so I was always into sneakers um, ever since I was a kid. But whenever I I would go shopping for shoes, um, I would always wear men's sneakers because I just like them more and they have more options. I love the colorways, I love Jordans. And obviously, (laughs) uh, you know, you go to the women's side and they really didn't have a ton of options. So I don't really, Think I thought that way about it because I was just so young to realize. Oh, like why is that? Yeah. Um. It wasn't until I graduated from college um, that I was like, well, I'm seeing the disparities that you know, there's not really a lot of options for women's sneakers. And then you look at the corporations behind who's putting out the women's sneakers. They didn't yeah. really have women behind, um, you know, behind the scenes making the shoes or having any say in making, um the decisions for women's apparel and footwear so knowing that when i i I went to school for marketing i didn't go to school for fashion and when i was working my corporate job i couldn't wear like my usual shoes so i was like i need some shoes i could wear to work but if (laughs) i if i go to happy hour especially in chicago like you know you go from work to happy hour, uh going to serez cafe you know and um (laughs) it's all like i need something i could be comfortable uh, but still feel good, look good. So that's why I uh, came up with the idea to make my own shoe company. And from Incredible. those disparities, um, growing up, seeing the lack of options for women, I made the brand unisex so that everybody could, you know, wear the shoes and not feel excluded. So that is basically the overview of how Perry Cole came to be yeah. and why I started it. Mm-hmm
0: all right i I have a lot of questions about that, um, but i I want to hear a little bit. You mentioned you grew up in you said Indianapolis, is that correct? Mm-hmm. yeah um,
1: Indiana
0: yeah that's uh so Indianapolis is one of my favorite cities in the country. Um, I've never I'm,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm originally from from St. Louis, Missouri, so like you okay. know, it's also kind of smaller. So when I went to Indianapolis for the first time, I was like, this pace is like it fits me, like <laughs> it fits me perfect. And also on the side of there's an amazing soul food restaurant there. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know if it's Mother Soul Food or something like that. Um, I, I don't know. It. But I I went there, loved it, and I was like next every time. Like I'm, I'm back. I, I'm, I'm stopping there. Um, but growing up, you know what what was that? Like you mentioned, you were Hooper. Uh, I want to hear a bit about about your story growing up.
1: No, I um I had an older brother that my brother is an eight year age gap between us. Okay, so, yeah. so I was kind of like a loner, but I would always want to tag along with my brother and he collected Jordans. He played basketball. He ran track. So I would just, you know, I just want to do what he's doing, kind of. And so, <laughs> like, literally from a young age, I just started playing basketball. Uh, plus, I'm tall, too. So I'm like, I'm five nine. So that's yeah. you know for a woman. So I just always love basketball and sports. And um, what shoes was I wearing? I wore a lot of basketball sneakers. So I wore um, AI's like the question. Okay, about- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those were like my go-to. I think I wore some T-Max at one point.
2: Um, <laughs> what position? Carmelo. Did
1: you I was a forward. At first, okay. well, when I was younger, I was a guard because I was a little shorter, and then I had a yeah. growth spurt, and then when I had my growth spurt, they turned me into a forward, which sucked <laughs> because I my one of my favorite players obviously was Reggie Miller, being you know from Indiana, so I love shooting jumpers, but I I really liked Dirk Nowitzki because he was tall, <laughs> but yep. he shot jumpers, and I was like, this is me, like. He's tall, but he's not in the post. And I feel like yeah. you were just so, you know, they just had you in a in a box if you're tall, like you yeah. stay in the post. And I was like, dang, I just missed that era. Like if I was born <laughs> a little later, I could have been shooting. So I quit um, I quit playing because I kind of lost passion for it because I couldn't yeah. do what I wanted to do. Like I couldn't do what I was – what I thought was my best, you know, assets of being a player, which was shooting. I just – yeah. I just kinda lost of the
0: passion for it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my dad was a hooper. Um he tried to he tried to give me the skill. Um one one summer he built a I said makeshift hoop like on the side of our fence in our backyard. And when oh, and I tell you I couldn't hit a layup to save my life.
2: <laughs>
0: oh one day so came that up me you like, you football? know Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why I play football. <laughs> He was like, you know, I don't think this is for you. I was like, I think you're right. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Um, Did you ever do anything, like, entrepreneurial as a kid? Like, did you think that – did you ever have, like, the inkling that you might one day be an entrepreneur?
1: Um, As a kid, I, I grew up on, like, a golf course. So okay. I would go um, – you know, obviously people would hit the golf balls and they would go into the weeds and stuff like that. So I would take the golf balls from, like, the weeds and – clean them off at the <laughs> station like where you can clean the golf balls and resell them <laughs> to the people.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And you,
1: know, and you know when you're a kid you know they're like oh that's so cute like so I was doing numbers uh, <laughs> as a kid but I I don't think because in Indianapolis there really wasn't any entrepreneurs like I didn't mm. know any personally I didn't we didn't have any sneaker boutiques like we just had. Yeah the lock finish line there was like no like i moved to chicago and that was all new to me but we didn't have any yeah. of that so i didn't really think you know that stuff was possible unless you lived in a larger city yeah um but i always knew like in high school i wanted to be an entrepreneur i wanted to be a producer and i wanted to uh be like a producer slash dj and i wanted to be in like computers and it so i've <laughs> actually done all of that
0: oh that's incredible
1: <laughs> um So I think at a young age, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. But I knew I wanted to be a business person because even through high school, I got involved in a lot of business organizations. Yeah. And um, I just didn't know, like, what – I thought I wanted to do marketing and something. But I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I don't like being told what to do. And, (laughs) like, uh, (laughs) I mean, I can I can do it. But uh, I just like to kind of do my own thing, you know?
0: I understand entirely. <laughs> I understand entirely. So uh, as you were, you know, you've had these entrepreneurial thoughts and endeavors kind of early on. What, what was your family's mindset? Were they like fully in support of, of entrepreneurship? Were they like, girl, go get a job? Like,
2: <laughs>
1: No, I mean, I had a job. So I had my full-time job and I was doing it on the side. I just think a lot yeah. of people that I told, they, they were supportive. It wasn't like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I think they were surprised because. I don't think they've ever heard of somebody like mm. starting a company from scratch, like a shoe company from scratch, especially like yeah. uh, a lot of my family is living paycheck to paycheck too. So it's not like we yeah. have the the income to just go out and start a business. So I think they're just like, okay, well, how are you going to pay yeah. for all this? And I was like, that's a good question. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> But I just knew like that was what I wanted to do. And so yeah. I just set out the journey to figure out how to do it and i did so i just figured for me (laughs) if if i have my mindset on something like i'll figure it out some way or the other like yeah yeah that's awesome so but they've always been supportive it's just i don't think they really knew how to support they just were like okay whatever you do we'll support you you know they don't really don't don't do that like they aren't those types of people
0: right (laughs) so um you went to ball state tell me a bit about how you ended up at ball state um and then i would say you know how that transition from ball state through the id the ideation of perryco um
1: i actually i started college i went to um prairie view a m so
2: okay uh, yeah i went
1: to i went there for my first year um of college and i had a lot of fun i was (laughs) i had too much fun probably (laughs) And I was like, you know what, I don't think if I stayed here, I don't know if I would like really, <laughs> I don't know if I would do what I was supposed to be doing. So it is also yeah. very expensive too, paying um, the out-of-state tuition. Yeah. I think because um, I didn't really, my siblings didn't go to college and my dad didn't go yeah. to college. I think my mom was the only one that go to college. Um, so they didn't really have any say like, oh, they're just kind of like, you can do what you want to do. <laughs> And I How'd was just you so determined career. to get out of, yeah, I was just so determined to get out of Indiana that I was like, I looked at where uh, some of my friends were going <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't even do, I didn't even do research on like the business school or anything. I was just like, oh, okay, they have uh, a marketing, you know, major, I'm gone. And I just, yeah. <laughs> and it just was, but, um, but it was good. It was like kind of culture shock going down there. Yeah. Because it was just so different from Indiana, and uh, <laughs> it was hot, and <laughs> but Absolutely. I had a lot of fun. Um, I after that year, I was like, okay, it's expensive. I'm kind of not focused on how I should. If I'm looking a few years down the line for now, I I think the best decision for me is to go back home. So I applied to Indiana University in and yeah. Ball State, and I got in both. But I had more friends at Ball State. And I thought that the transition from going from HBCU to Ball State would be better because I used huge, like, it's too many people.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, even though it's a great school, I was like, let me just go to Ball State. And um, yeah. so I, I went there and it was it was definitely still a, a hard transition, just, you know, going from an HBCU to going to being the only black person, <laughs> being yeah. the only black person in your class, like one or two other black people um it was tough for sure yeah. but i think um i think overall it was a good decision i think
0: that's awesome so after ball state what was, what was the first job out of college
1: um i got i was like i want to leave indiana again because I, I always <laughs> wanted to leave indiana i'm not gonna no shade but i knew that i wasn't supposed to be there Right.
0: So when um, I said Indianapolis was my favorite cities, you were like, he's tripping.
1: I was shocked. I'm, no, I'm sorry, I never heard anybody say that. Uh, that wasn't from there. Or maybe they were from like a smaller town, like Fort Wayne or something. And they're like, oh, yeah, like I love it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like India. Like I love India. That's my hometown. Like, yeah. and it's changed a lot since then. You know, it's been a long time since I've actually lived there, but it's a lot of growth. Yeah, and um, they're starting to create like their own creative community there,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: I think was lacking. So I always, you know, have love for for, for the hometown. So I ain't gonna shade on like that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm trying to think now. Uh, after
0: after college, it was the was the first oh, yeah. job? So I was yeah,
1: like, I, I want to get out of here. So I only applied to jobs in Chicago and California because those were the two places yeah. I wanted to be.
2: Yeah,
1: and because uh, I always knew from like an early age that I wanted to be in California. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> I just wanted to. Um, so I was applying, but all the jobs that I was getting offers for weren't paying enough. It'd be like twenty five, yeah. thirty, thirty k. I'm like, how am I going to survive in these in these larger cities getting paid <laughs> like you know? So yeah,
0: what year um, is this, by the way?
1: Twenty thirteen.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So I was like, I still want to leave Indiana, so I looked for other jobs. There's a job on my college career board for state and yeah. they were like, "Okay, we'll move you to Florida for a year. Like, we'll pay for everything." I was like, "Oh, okay. Like, let me apply." And <laughs> as soon as I applied, I heard back from them like within a week, and then um in two weeks, I got hired, and then I moved to Florida. So. That's awesome. That was my first so, job um, at
0: Allstate. And what city in Florida were you in? Jacksonville. Okay, so you go to Jacksonville after college, um, just graduated Ball State. One, what was Jacksonville like? And then how did you end up in Chicago from Jacksonville?
1: <laughs> Jacksonville was interesting. I thought it would be different. Like I saw, oh, it's Florida. Like it's like probably nothing. But I, I don't know. The downtown was super dead. Like it was terrible. <laughs> Obviously, the Jaguar sucked at that time. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I lived near the beach, so that was cool. Yeah. But it wasn't really diverse either. Like, I think it was very segregated. And I think yeah. uh, that was probably like the introduction of out- being outside of the Midwest is like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of places that have more opportunities and diversity, but it's segregated. Like, yeah. So that was new. Um, And then i was doing a lot of traveling too for my job so i didn't get to experience a lot of stuff right but i enjoyed it i think it was definitely a change of pace i enjoyed it being warm all the time (laughs) uh, being by the beach and i had a good time Um, i'm blessed that i was able to like experience different cultures yeah being like because being born and raised in the Midwest. Like being there my whole life, I didn't know anything else besides when I left for Texas. And then when I went there, so it was, I liked it. It was cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, how'd you transition to Chicago after, after leaving Jacksonville?
1: So the intent with that job was not for me to stay in Jacksonville. So the, the program was you get trained in everything, insurance and everything. Yeah. Um, to basically prepare you to be moved to an open territory to manage so okay. they were like you don't really have say in where you go it's just wherever we have a need that's where we're going to send you but we kind of had a say
2: and obviously <laughs> I, wanted to,
1: I obviously wanted to go to either chicago or california yep. and um but the california uh person i guess they just had so much turnover there that my boss was like no if you go there like you probably wouldn't last because it's it's too it's too hard it's too much. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. So someone happened to quit in Chicago, like right before I finished the program, <laughs> and then I ended up taking that spot. So then I moved to Chicago um, in twenty fourteen. Awesome. So I was like, hey, that was like
2: meant to be, right?
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So you're in Chicago. Uh, you're working at Allstate the first like what was that first indication of i think i'm gonna start my shoe company
1: um i already had inklings i wanted to start a shoe company yeah. while i was in college like i had the idea oh,
0: way back then yeah
1: but i just didn't go through it because like i said i went to school for marketing and i was like yep almost done with school um this was like the early stages of instagram
2: so okay yeah
1: um i was starting to see more independent sneakers that were not in u.s they're in like europe so i was like okay yeah. like this is exactly what i was trying to do um <laughs> and i saw a lot of the shoes were priced for like 400 dollars it was like super plain i was like if they can do it like i know <laughs> i could drop some heat <laughs> um so yeah so yeah i had the intentions on doing it but i just didn't know how you know because like yeah. especially at that point this was like 2015 2016 like i people weren't making shoes like they are now you know what i mean yeah so um so i was in there early like <laughs> y'all my son did I <laughs> no, so how'd you but, get started from there um like
0: what was your first step
1: so the first step was just figuring out what kind of shoe I wanted to make. So knowing yeah. that I was in corporate, I was like, okay, I want to make a shoe that I can kind of dress up, dress down. Um, but I was like, how do I do this? So I set <laughs> out on the journey to find someone via Instagram. Okay, so hashtag in, you know, designer, footwear designer, all that stuff. Yeah. And just finding people that were in the industry, whether yeah. they were like Designers, or if they worked at footwear boutiques or whatever, I just needed to talk to somebody, um, yeah. just for advice. So I was just sending people DMs and whatever. Um, most people didn't read the DMs.
2: <laughs> A few
1: people did respond, and they like gave me their consulting rates. Uh, so I couldn't afford that at the time. And then yeah. um, I did talk to one or two people for free. And they were like, um, not to discourage you, but it's gonna cost you like a couple million dollars to like just start the thing or whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then, um, I was like, okay. He said that, but like, I still feel like I can do it. So I'm gonna keep yeah. <laughs> I looking. So then I came across, um, another designer, um, named Quentin Yeah. and he was living in Atlanta at the time, I believe. And he was black. And I saw that he yeah. had designed his own footwear brand from scratch. Like he designed sneakers, he designed flip flops, all kinds of wow. shoes. And I was like, I've never seen like a black man make his yeah. own, you know, shoes. So I sent him a message and I was like, Hey, like, I've been trying to, you know, start my own brand, but no one's helping me out. Can you, Like, can I have a call with you? Can you help me out? He was like, Oh yeah. Like whatever you That's need. Incredible. I was like, see. so
2: so
0: yeah that's incredible
1: um so if it wasn't for quentin helping me um with the design process and figuring out all that stuff then i wouldn't be where i'm at
0: yes so i'd love for you to kind of walk me through at a high at a high level kind of you know what that design process is i don't have the slightest understanding of what it takes (laughs) to to design a shoe and get a shoe to market what was what's that kind of you want the whole
1: process? process or just the process of making the shoe or just everything? You want it all
0: <laughs> I'll let you decide how much you want to share.
1: <laughs> um, well, for me, the first steps were just figuring out okay what type of shoe you want to make. So I did that, and then I needed to make yeah. a mood a mood board for how I wanted it to look. Like what mm. what inspired me? You yeah. Know? and for me, when I design anything, even now, I always kind of resort back to the shoes that I wore as a kid. Like, yeah. what, what did I enjoy awesome. wearing? Um, what were people wearing at that point? What did I think was cool that maybe I couldn't afford or, you know, and yeah. um, I kind of combine that with newer elements of what's on trend now, um, yeah. or just finding different ways to introduce something. Right. But just in my own way. And for my way,
2: right.
1: that's a little more minimal. Like I call my type of style street prep because I'm like,
0: it's like <laughs> I see that in, in the design. I, I love that.
1: Yeah, because it's like yeah. you can kind of wear it with anything. You can kind of dress it up. You can kind of dress it down. It's like because yeah. the era that I grew up in, it was like Kanye when Kanye was wearing the two polos. Yep. So you wear like your prep, your preppy stuff, your Ralph Lauren, and then your sneakers are like you know dunks and stuff like that. So that's kind of yeah. like my style.
0: That's awesome. So, <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, go ahead. Going back to the design process. So I made the move board. Um, I had different sketches, rough sketches too. Um, but I commissioned Quentin to do some more sketches, but I basically told him these are the shoes that inspire me and kind of like the look that I'm going for. Yeah. Um, And at that point, it was a lot of like running shoes, like Roche runs and stuff like that, which I, yep. I didn't wear those really. Uh, so some of those, I
0: must admit I had a couple pairs.
2: No, pair,
1: everybody had a pair, but I was like, not nah, even for me. And, um, <laughs> and so we did a few different designs and there were some designs that were a little more technical, but I was like, so yeah. since this is my first one, I want to do something a little more safe. And for me, I wanted it to be, um, uh, more minimal so that it could last a longer time. So like if I'm thinking of yeah. like shoes that don't have too much going on, I'm thinking of like the Air Force One where yep. it's been around forever and yeah. it doesn't go out of style because it's not that much going on with the shoes. I was like, I need to do <laughs> yeah. something like like that where I know like 10 years from now you can still wear it and it look good. Yeah. So that's kind of what went into me picking that type of sneaker.
0: That's awesome.
1: And then um the next part of that is Uh, Basically, making a three D graphic of the sneakers so you can see all of the different angles and sides of the shoe. Yeah. And then you and then you have to create a tech pack, which is basically what you send to the factory of how you want them to make your shoe. So that includes like the materials, the stitching, the colors, all of that. Um, And that was very difficult (laughs) because.
0: Did you have to learn like three D design yourself to do that, or?
1: Yeah, he did. He did the three D uh, okay, okay. lateral on Illustrator, which I did have to learn. Okay, okay. But for that, but for the first one, like I couldn't. <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did learn that. And I use usually Illustrator or Procreate to do that. Okay. Um, but once you do the tech pack, and then you send that to the factory, so yep. the factory in China or well, Europe. Yeah. But I wasn't really thinking at the time of. I don't know. I was just thinking of how it looks. I was like, oh, I don't want to look like this. I didn't think about anything else. Yeah. And when I got the first sample back, I was like, man, this is, this is ugly. It was ugly, <laughs> but, um, but they're like, no, that's normal. Like usually the first sample is like really bad, but you just yeah. have to be really specific on what you want. So that way the next one is close to what you want and you're not spending so much money going back and forth. But then yeah. I also didn't think of like who was wearing the shoes? I was like, just thinking for me, right? And I wasn't thinking about, (laughs) I didn't think about the type of leather that I was using and how that affects the stitching. I didn't think about the type of people wearing it, if they're walking a lot, if it's raining, if it's snowing, will this affect the leather? Um, It was just a lot of things. I was like, man, I I didn't think about all all of these different elements. I was just thinking (laughs) about how I wanted it to look. So now I kind of had to start over. So it was a long process it took me um it took me two and a half years to um do that because i was still working my full-time job and saving the money that i had left over to you know pay for the samples and and all that so it took me a
0: while wow that's that's incredible so um you know once you had the first sample you were proud of you're like i'm i'm ready to give this to a customer How how did you go to market like like, how did you get, get your product in front of customers?
1: Oh, uh, it was funny because I, when I was designing a the shoe, there were still parts of it. Like I said, I was still doing, like, going through the sample process, and I didn't think the shoe was ready. And yeah. I was like, I still need to do some stuff, like, because it's not turned out how I wanted it. And I think I asked a few people, like, I asked one of my best friends, I was like, what do you think about this? And he was like, it looks yeah. like a grandpa shoe. And I was like, dang, like... <laughs> <laughs> So then I started doubting, like, I don't even know if people would really like this, you know, this when the doubts yeah. start coming in. And then, um, and I didn't have it on social media or anything. So mm. a friend of mine was like, you need to start your Instagram page and, like, just start posting on there so people can follow your journey even. But I didn't want to because I was like, I don't want people to, like, steal yeah. my designs and stuff like that. And she was like, no, like, I mean, that's just what comes with it. I was like, you're right. Like, you have a point. Yeah. Um. So I I posted on Instagram in 2016 or 2017, something like that. And I was just posting like the logo and like leathers and stuff like that. Not necessarily the shoes. Then I started posting the shoes (laughs) and I started, um, there's a designer in Chicago named Sheila Rashid. I don't know if you know her. Yeah. Yep. And I went on her page and I was like, like this stuff because this was the time when she had just made those overalls for chance. Yeah. So she was like kind of like moving yep. up, you know? And I was like, oh she do- oh she's dope. So then she went back on the page and she was like, Oh, these are dope. I need a pair. And I was like, wow. hey,
2: You need a pair? Wow. I like,
1: okay. I was like, okay. so that was like, when was that? Maybe May or June-ish of 2016. And then she DM'd me a couple months after that. And she was like, Hey, I'm having a fashion show um yeah. can you provide the sneakers for the models and i was like
0: yeah. were you already selling at this point or no no <laughs> wow that's amazing i
1: just had the page and i had the shoes that they yeah. weren't complete i had it yeah yeah it was not done i just had started the page because i was trying to like you know build up <laughs> and i was like uh yeah i'll do it i was like i'll like you don't have to give me that's any incredible. money or i'll just do it and so yeah. i called the factory i was like hey i need this many pairs of shoes in like <laughs> three weeks, and they're like, "Okay, Um, so I got the shoes made, got them in time for the show, and then yeah. people were like, "Oh, like the shoes are dope. Who made these? Like, where are these?" And they were like, "She made them," and they're like, "You made these wow. from scratch?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so, but I didn't have a I didn't have a website or anything at that point. I was just like, "Wow." There, but then people were all like we want to buy them. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, oh, I might have something here. So <laughs> like a month after that, I made my website
2: Yeah. and then, and then I
1: officially launched in 2018. So I launched the website and everything. And then, awesome. um, uh, so white was the first colorway. And then I did the yep. black and, uh, pink and other ones. So if it wasn't for Sheila, who knows, like she kind of <laughs> helped, she kind of helped push me because I was at that point where I was like, it's not right. And yeah. you know, that doubt where people are like, these are ugly, so I'm like, man. So I feel like everything kind of aligned at the right time, right? Yeah, that's
0: incredible. I've just
1: been going ever since, ever since then.
0: Wow! So when you built the website, were you selling them directly to customers like via your website, like as e commerce, or were you trying to get into uh, I guess Chicago vendors or kind of what was that?
1: No, I um I didn't even think because again I was just going a lot like I was just going yeah. I, I wanted to do this but I didn't have like the mentality of wanting to be in stores I was just like oh I just want to like you know have <laughs> <laughs> um but people were buying them so I was at that point people were just giving me cash and stuff and then yeah. like, okay I need to be like legit you have to go to <laughs> the website and buy the shoes and um. So I was doing that and then I got cool with the people at, at Leaders. So Leaders is definitely my favorite store yeah. <laughs> in Chicago and they carried them at Leaders and um, I don't think it was until after that where I did a program with Macy's and um, I pitched that's the awesome. Macy's buying team so they're available on Macy's.com so I was like okay so I should probably get into some, some, yeah. more, <laughs> some more stores now so that's what I'm working on still now is expanding and and getting into more uh retailers and boutiques
2: in
1: la and in new york um and probably like one more large large retailer for right now yeah
0: that is super cool so your your shoes were featured on insecure how did how did that come about like what that's amazing
2: (laughs) no it
1: was random because i was just i was at home and i got i heard the little cha-ching song. Yes. so that's like the shopify sound that yeah. somebody had made an order and i was like this is a large order like okay we up <laughs> and then, um,
2: awesome.
1: the stylist sent me an email and she was like hey this is the stylist for insecure i just ordered all these shoes because what? we're shooting season five um next weekend can you Rush ship. I was like, girl, that <laughs> so I rushed ship, like I went there, shipped everything like overnight. Yeah. So that they would have them for like the fitting, um, the fitting for the weekend to try on the outfits and everything. So they didn't really That's give me girl. a lot of information on if they would even be on, you know, if they would actually yeah. wear them or what episode. So I just pretty much had to watch every episode. <laughs>
2: that's awesome
1: (laughs) and um and it happened to be the episode uh that they aired on nathan was wearing the shoes yeah and every um every outfit on that episode was created or designed by a black woman and i was like dang this is dope um
0: that is amazing
1: yeah it was just super dope and just random because i i didn't you know plan on doing product placement but that was just like to be on that show with Issa yeah and that just you know just how insecure was this so for the culture at that time like it was no other shows like that and it was just you know super dope to be included in that capacity with all those other women designers too so I thought that was so cool
0: yeah that's super cool I I think that that's a good transition to my next question as well Um, you know as you mentioned earlier The shoe industry is super male dominated, uh, super white male dominated, right? Um, um, you know, as a female founder and a female founder of color, you know, what advice do you have for, for the young black girl, you know, wanting to, to jump into those male dominated industries?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like it has gotten better, but we still have obviously a long way to go. Like, I feel like we were at this point, pivotal point during 2020 yeah. where businesses were noting the disparities, like, oh, you're right. like, But the <laughs> fact that it took them something of that capacity to even start yeah. to even consider or make the changes, that was probably one of the reasons why I was like, that's why I wanted my own brand, because
2: hmm.
1: I wanted to give other people that look like me the opportunity you know, yeah. to to be a designer and not have to work their way up or and be heard, you know, Yeah, and to actually see someone that has ownership right i think that's one thing that's lacking in the black community is ownership i think a lot of people see people getting their shoes with these other brands and these brands are kind of using them in a way like these brands wouldn't stay afloat like literally air just came out and they if it wasn't for (laughs) michael jordan yeah where would nike be without michael jordan a black man (laughs) So it's like for for decades we have been the pinnacle yeah. of the footwear industry but yet um, we're lacking the ownership so yeah. i always um even without sneakers like women are usually the minority especially mm-hmm. a black woman yep. so i always say you know if you have an idea because as you can see i had an idea and most people probably think like it's far-fetched like i don't know <laughs>
2: i have no idea how to do
1: this but if you literally have an idea and you truly believe in that, just start. Because I think a lot of people yeah. just sit on their ideas because they don't mm-hmm. know where to start or they kind of have the self-doubt. Really, yeah. you just have to start, whether, that, you know, reach out to somebody and get help. There's free resources as well. Um,
2: yeah.
1: One of the resources that I used when I was starting up, because, again, I didn't really have anybody that could ask these questions i don't know anybody <laughs> that had a with brand um, yeah. i use the small business the sbdc so okay, the small yeah. Business development council they have a lot of free resources um to help you you know write your business plan marketing oh, all wow. of that um I also use score.org store score scores, uh, score s-c-o-r-e.org okay yeah so these are actually retired entrepreneurs that basically are mentors to wow. people that, that want to start their own businesses. So I use that too. Um, yeah. Um, and they helped me like write my business plan and and all of that because I really honestly had no clue. So there's always resources for yeah. what you think you can do. and And just know that you don't have to be able to do every single thing. Like whatever your strengths are realize your strengths and then try to build a team or just find people that can help you complete the things that you're not the best at but you shouldn't let any of that deter you from starting or you know yeah basically starting your dream or your dream job and um yeah don't let these men deter you know (laughs) don't let these (laughs) men play because not every man even though you know it is a male dominant there are some allies like I said Quentin was my ally yeah. and if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. So um yeah. there are some some good people out there that will lend a hand and see the opportunities and the talent that women, you know, can provide and have. So just put yourself out there so that you can be found <laughs> and you will prosper if you stay true to
0: yourself. That's awesome. I, I love that you I love everything that you said. Um especially like I, I think your story is is super cool. I think a lot of people when they think of starting a business, they'll put a vision out there and be like, I want to do this type of company. But they don't know anyone who's ever done it before, don't have any idea to do it. And that'll be kind of the the thing keeping them from even beginning to launch. But like for you, you were like, I'm gonna start a shoe company. I don't know anybody who started a shoe company before. <laughs> but you like put those steps, like you broke it down into step by step by step every every step of (laughs) the way like that's that's really that's really awesome yeah Um, literally yeah um so you know what does 2023 um and beyond look like for for perico shoes
1: man um i'm starting to expand in the different markets as far as the types of products that i want to provide so um i released my second sneaker silhouette this year called the premier runner yeah so that's more of like a you know like a, a runner type shoe but it still has that look like the minimal you can <laughs> kind of dress it up so i still i'm staying on par with the brand um yeah. however i released um varsity jackets with the sneakers
0: okay. so the
1: varsity the varsity jacket has a uh, my slogan on it which is breaking barriers for I love that. Yes. Um, <laughs> And it, it has the California bear on it as well as the Chicago flag. So it's just kind of like talking about the transition wow. from Chicago to Los Angeles. Yeah. So I'm trying to be more intentional with the types of products that I put out. Uh, and kind of creating a capsule, as you would say, like the yeah. shoes, <laughs> the socks, the varsity jacket, they all kind of go together in this capsule of like time to tell a story um so i'm releasing another colorway this month of that shoe, um and i'm trying to get into more stores so doing that um doing pop-ups as well okay yeah so i'm I'm trying to get into i'm thinking of doing like pop-ups in different cities as well yep um so yeah just kind of spreading the the word about the brand and maybe branching out to doing more speaking engagements for myself um, just to get the word out there, but also inspire other, you know, yeah. people of color to get into footwear, but also into entrepreneurship as well too. So some yeah. more things out in the community. Um, but I definitely want to do things, a lot more things for like kids and getting them involved in, yeah. in design and things at a younger age. So like maybe middle school and high school age kids too. Um, cause I've done that in the past. So I want to kind of pick back
0: up on that again. That's incredible. Um, side note, I I pulled up the Premiere Runners. These shoes are fire! Like, like these, these oh, are called, amazing. I was I
2: was,
1: like, was kind of in my bag with them. Yeah, <laughs> so, for real. Like. So they're cool, and it's kind of on trend too because now everybody's kind of wearing New Balance. So it's yeah. kind of similar to that, but it's a little more lightweight. Uh, yeah. It looks like it would be heavy because of the sole, but the sole isn't. It's not rubber. It's an EVA sole, which is like more of an athletic um athletic yeah. so that gives more flexibility so it's yeah. definitely lightweight um and comfortable so it's this
0: is, this is incredible don't be surprised if you see an order from myself for a pair for me and my wife matching pair because <laughs> yeah the pair. Yep, that's the pair. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so a couple uh I'll, I'll wait on on those final two questions um okay, okay. the first is you know what's the coolest project you've been able to work on up to up until this time?
1: Ooh, I would say um, I did a project with John Dewey High School that's in New Mm -hmm. York. Yeah. And they um, they have a design program for high school kids that are interested in design, not necessarily footwear, but just design in general. Yeah. And um, a man named Mike reached out to me, who is one of the co-founders of the organization, and he loved my story and the shoe. Uh, so he wanted me to talk to the kids and basically give them the opportunity to design a shoe. Yeah. However, I was like, well, they can design, they can design my shoe, like the the Prelude <laughs> shoe. And so That's they awesome. basically had a a contest within the class, and everybody had to create their own version of my shoe. Wow. And they they voted on it, and they had a story behind why they made the design, the colorways, all of that, and they voted on the top two. And it was yeah. these two, two women that um, created the shoe. So it was a yellow sneaker and like a gray sneakers, like three different shades of gray. And the gray was like representing how they felt during the pandemic, how they felt like gray and like dark. I was like, man, and the, <laughs> the yellow, the yellow sneaker was when um, I can't remember the poet that spoke at when Biden was.
0: Oh, the president. young black like, lady yeah and she yeah. wore like
1: this bright yellow like on her
0: name yeah
1: yeah she wore this bright yellow jacket. i was like, like i was just shocked at like that's the amazing. the creativity that a lot of these kids had and like the stories that they had behind the designs yeah. so um i got the shoes made for them so that they could you know take home with them but i also did like a pre-order so that anyone else that wanted to order a pair of the shoes could order them
0: that's incredible and
1: And it was, it was really fun. I think that experience for them, because I think a lot of kids participate in creating things, but they don't see them come to life. Yeah. Right. So I think that's the different element is like you actually having an idea, creating it and then seeing it come to life. It just puts perspective, like a different perspective on a lot of things for these kids that I don't think they would ever have the opportunity to experience so i thought that was like super super cool and that's why i want to keep doing more yeah <laughs> more of
2: that because i was
1: like man that was so fun you know and it's just, i was just surprised just how creative all these these young kids are too so
0: that is super cool um and then you know i'll ask this question then i'll go into i have three short fun questions for you but i'll ask this question um you know 10 years from now what what does perico shoes look like
1: we the GOAT. We um...
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I, I've always thought about that because I was like, man, because people were saying you should expand and do different things. Uh, I would definitely like to do some collaborations with different artists or musicians, yeah. giving um, people the opportunity to design their own shoe from scratch
0: That's awesome. and releasing it. Um, That's awesome.
1: <laughs> so that maybe getting into the athletic space, possibly. Yeah um but for now i'm just focus on like lifestyle casual shoes and apparel um and kind of doing more collaborations with like artists that can actually paint yeah on shoes um but more so just being more out there probably more in more retail stores i'm not sure if i want to open my own store or not yet That's something that on the about, awesome. <laughs> yeah. but um, I just want to be, I can see myself being an internationally known brand. I yeah. really feel like, um, especially in like Europe and Japan, the style of the shoe really fits those markets a lot. Yeah. So I think I'm definitely going to try to penetrate those markets a little bit more um, and just pretty much put Perico on the map, like worldwide.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. Okay, so I have three uh, three r- related questions, but fun questions for you. So the first, okay, uh, okay. your former Hooper, who is your favorite basketball player of all time?
1: Ooh, of all time? Yeah. Ooh, that's a hard one. I don't have a favorite. I have, like, different ones that I like for different reasons. Can I do that? Can I do, like, my
2: top? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Reggie Miller, obviously. You're right. Uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe. I have to throw some women players in there. I like Tamika Catchings. hundred percent. Tamika Catchings is from Indiana, too. Uh, Cheryl Swoops, because she was the first person to have her own shoe. Yeah. As a woman. And then Dirk, because like I told you, he was yep. tall, he was shooting jumpers <laughs> before KD. So I really, And I feel like he's kind of underrated still. I feel like people still sleep on him as a GOAT.
0: Yeah. Because
1: uh, he only got one ring. But I, I like them a lot. That's my favorite.
0: Alright, cool. So uh, next question. Who is the greatest all-time basketball player? Michael Jordan. Okay, we won't debate that today. But I don't want to hear... Is this a, it's a podcast LeBron. about you, so we won't debate that today.
1: Yeah, I don't want to hear the <laughs> LeBron. Yeah, I don't want to On time (laughs) today.
0: And then um my final question, what is your favorite shoe of all time? Mine. It can be one of your yeah, I was just gonna say (laughs) no, my shoe is my favorite.
1: Um (laughs) but outside of mine, um I would say my favorite silhouette is the sb Blazer, like just a blazer shoe. Um outside of Jordan when i had like this transition in high school like i was wearing jordans all the time but then i was like everybody has the same shoes on every monday (laughs) i switched (laughs) i switched to like sb dunks and blazers so uh that's why it's like one of my favorite shoes because then people were like they saw i had these funky shoes different colors and they were like where'd you get these and i would never tell like where i got myself so (laughs) that (laughs) And it's such like a, it's kind of similar to mine. It's like, you can kind of dress it up, dress it down. You can do so much with a blazer. Um, yeah. And and they're not hyped yet. They're not, they haven't hit the hype beast era yet. So they're kind of like, it's still my, my go-to. So that's my favorite shoe. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Brittany. Um, this was an incredible conversation. Um, super excited to continue to watch the growth of Perico shoes. Um, your growth as an entrepreneur you are an an amazing inspiration not just um to the young women of color entrepreneurs but to all entrepreneurs um i'm super inspired by our conversation today um i guess my maybe i lied a little bit but what my final question to you you know where can people find you where can people get in touch where can people buy perico shoes and i'll link all this down below as well
1: okay no you can find me at perico shoes.com to buy the shoes you can also buy them on Macy's dot com and you can find me on Instagram at Perry Shoes.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. Um, yeah, this again, this was an amazing conversation.
1: No, I appreciate it. I had fun talking to you. So I appreciate you having me on again. Thank you.
0: <laughs> of course. Of course.